Ladies and gentlemen, you know what that sound means. It means it is episode 106 of the Personal Arrogance Podcast, starring me, Eric Walquist, and as always, co-starring the one and only... Jesse Wilson. Jesse, how you doing? Good. So 106 episodes of, of the Personal Arrogance Podcast, the first episode as a member of the Bald Move team. Uh, and uh, this was a little bit of a gimmick, and we probably should have done this uh, maybe on video, but we did shave our heads. Uh, yeah, it's it's pretty horrific. To com- it's awful. I, I had no idea the dimples. Yeah, I got some weird lumps. I feel like I was squeezed wrong. Is that it? When I came out of my mom? Because there yeah. is some weird dimpleage. <laughs> yeah, that's a very that's a very interesting problem. Yeah. But- I I look like um I went through a giant human-sized garlic press. Uh-huh. Or like one of those Play-Doh <laughs> things. You look you know? like, like that dude from from Doug. What was that guy? Skeeter? Skeeter? Yeah, Skeeter from Doug. The blue one? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I have a chiseled it. head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my head looks like uh like uh underneath Bane's mask. That's what my <laughs> head looks like. Uh, so uh, we'd like to welcome everybody who's who's come over from the bald move side to give us a listen. We very appreciate your patronage this episode, and we hope not to let you down. Um, but that's uh, a lot of pressure. I know I shouldn't have said that at the beginning. Yeah, it should have been at the end. That's all I can think about now. Oh God. Uh, <laughs> but just to let you know, we uh, every week we do uh, do our thing in a very structured way. We may chat and go on a few, take our segues on some segues, but uh, but uh, but we basically start off here with an intro, and then we move it right into a dedication. And this week, the dedo uh, responsibility fell on Jesse. So Jesse, who are we dedicating this episode to? Uh, I'm. I'm dedicating it to my uncle, who, in one of these weird, uh, cosmically weird things, he gave me a bunch of tools, which is funny, because oh. on our last episode, we were talking about uh, yes. tool essentials, uh-huh. and um, a lot of the things that we talked about but I didn't have yet, or things you brought up that I didn't have, right? he gave to me. And it's also even weirder, because just that... Uh, that day before i had picked up a uh, beginning woodworking book and then i ended up getting a, just a ton of tools was this unsolicited he was just like hey dude i have some tools for you basically yeah weird he just yeah he wasn't going to use them anymore and uh, he wanted he knew that if i took them uh, they'd be put to use i guess but Did, uh... he didn't know that i had like an active interest in this huh i uh I, I i just remembered uh one tool that i left out that i really enjoy and that's the yeah. pry bar. Yeah. Do you know what the pry bar is? Um, basically like the mini demo tool. Mini demo tool, yeah. It's basically like a crowbar, but it's not. Yeah. It's funny, actually, because just uh, yesterday when I came home from work, I was tearing up some carpet and used a pry bar, the one that my uncle gave me, Jesse, to I... uh, tear up the tax strip. <laughs> I feel like your whole life is coming together. I know it's so weird. It's just like all of these things all at once. It's just it's weird how life does that sometimes. Like a Seinfeld episode. It's just wrapping up nicely. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm just waiting for that punchline. Well, uh, so what are you drinking this week? Um, I'm drinking water this week. Actually, I've Excellent. decided to uh, dry out a little bit. Mm-hmm. 
So um, we all have those weeks. Yeah, yeah. I'm, it's a bald move. I'm uh, yes, making a, a sober week. Well, I'm drinking the uh, Longhammer IPA. This is the IPA from Red Hook Brewery. Pretty standard, pretty hoppy, pretty delicious. Uh, and it comes in these stubby little bottles that I know you hate. Yeah, I, yeah. We don't have to get into that, but um, <laughs> Thunderhead's actually pretty good. Pretty good IPA. I mean, it's it's solid. Yeah, this is the Long Hammer. The Thunderhead is the pyramid. Oh, whoops. Yeah, Long Hammer. Long Hammer. Yeah, but that's a good like default kind of go to IPA. It is good, and here in Seattle, it's cheap too, which is nice. Yeah, at the Tracy's and Tavern, they have a piece of beer swag for. Mm-hmm. Uh, the and it's the long hammer hammer it's like an actual hammer with Ooh. a big metal like sledge end to it it's pretty cool you should steal that and do some demo work <laughs> yeah your exactly. whole life will definitely be coming together at that point <laughs> it would just be so cool to own <laughs> one of those in your house my favorite thing at the traces and tavern are the little olympia beer animals uh-huh those are the coolest things the little dioramas did I tell you I um I found a place where you could, I found a set of those for sale at an antique store. Oh, I really wanted them, but I I knew I would have wanted the whole set, and they're like sixty dollars each, Jeez. and there's like a set of eight. Oh, but they're really cool. Ah, it's sorry. like all the Pacific Northwest. If you haven't seen them, it's like the Pacific Northwest animals. It's like the bear, the like deer. Uh, there's a moose. What else are there? I think there's a moose. Oh, there's a mountain goat. Is there a possum? Uh, possibly. Is there a? I think there's a raccoon and a marmot. Uh-huh. Uh, there's one of those weird things that live in Green Lake with the orange teeth. Oh yeah. Oh what god. Are those called? Uh, 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 nut- nutria. Nutria, yeah. Oh. There's a nutria. Oh my lord. <laughs> that would be so. Good. I almost forgot about those. All right, we're getting way too deep into the uh, into the northwest bush here. So let's go ahead, and pull out our machetes, and uh, let's chop out our little tiny Matt roll off. Every week we roll a 20 sided die uh, to see who gets to speak first on the podcast. Jesse, uh, are you rolling online, or do you have a physical die this week? Uh, still, still no physical die. Okay. Well, it, it, you won last week, so. Yeah, it did work out well last week. Okay. All right. Well, here Let's we do go. it. Oh, right there. I rolled a five. I rolled a 17. Ah, this thing is, it's, it's evening itself out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, the streak continues mm-hmm. or I guess begins. When does the streak <laughs> begin? I think it does begins it begin with your first victory. Uh, yes. Yeah, because if you're on a seven-game winning streak, they count the first game. Yeah, that's true, but you don't know it's a streak Actually, until, like, the third. <laughs> when? In, in, the, uh, in, like, the newspaper, if you look at, like, the standings, uh-huh. um, it'll say streak. And then if you've only won one game, it says W1. Or if you've lost uh- one game, it's L1. Good point. So I think it starts at one game. There, well, I'm glad we solved that riddle. Definitely. I'm sure the listeners appreciated the that. The world so is a better for, place. For my first topic, I want to talk a little bit about um, a scientific discovery that's uh, that's happened. And I'm not talking about uh, what's going on on Mars, even though that's exciting. Yeah. Um, there's still mysteries 
here on Earth. Yet to be solved. Yet to be solved. But we're chipping away at them. One of them is um, they believe that they uh, can confirm mm -hmm. a new human species that inhabited oh. the same Kenyan neighborhood at the dawn of humanity as two other uh, existing human species. Is Lucy? Um, I'm not sure if it was the same one as Lucy. Okay. Because it's confusing how many human species there are, really. I know, it's crazy. And uh, I guess I just added a new one, and this is like the, f it's the flat face. Oh. I don't, I don't know if that's, <laughs> probably they won't, um, won't keep it with that name, but mm -hmm. it's got a really, it's a human with a really flat face. Like a gorilla. Yeah, kind of gorilla-like. gorilla has a flat face. Yeah. An orangutan. Um, now you're really talking with the flat face. Yeah. Anyway. Um, <laughs> so the first thing that I noticed about this is that uh, it confirms a, uh, a fossil that was discovered in 1972. So this has been a long time in the, in the running. Right. And... Um, it was discovered by Mav Leakey, so it's part oh. of the, the Leakey legacy. Yeah, the Leakey clan. I just don't understand why they get to make so many anthropological discoveries. Well, you know, it's like I'm sure that, uh, you know, little Janie Goodall Jr. is going to be, you know, shacking it up with the with the gorillas in the Congo. It's, it's all just it's a, a family, family trade. It's, it's a family business. Yeah. I just don't think it's fair. I think <laughs> I think the Leakies have had their time and they need to they need to let another family pick up the trowel. You know what I always say? If you're going to the Rift Valley, take a leaky. <laughs> that's a good that's just a, that's just good policy. It's just good policy. I wonder if there's like a a leaky a long lost leaky brother that like doesn't want anything to do with anthropology. <laughs> He's like into robotics. Right. Or rock and roll. <laughs> or rock and roll. <laughs> Rock and roll music, rock and roll robotics. So, so he builds the... the animatronics at those uh, the kids yeah, restaurants, at Chuck E. Cheese or Showtime Pizza Place. Yeah, Showtime Pizza. That's what I was <laughs> trying to think of. So, what's up with this uh, with this human species? Well, um, interestingly, if you look at its jaw, its lower jaw, it's like a it's like a rectangle. Mm -hmm. It's really weird. It, it, it like the the back teeth kind of right. go almost parallel to each other and then make like a a uh, 90 degree turn and like uh -huh. make this weird rectangle it's kind of disturbing so it confirms that thanos is real yeah uh -huh. um or, so that or who's that who's that iron jaw guy from from venture brothers oh baron underbite yeah baron underbite <laughs> yeah well he lost his jaw yeah obviously in the rift valley <laughs> <laughs> good point thank you and uh, it's interesting <laughs> that this this species existed with two other human species, and I don't understand how it all works. I mean, like, I get, there are these other human species mm -hmm. that just died out. No, they all had sex with each other, and they all turned into one human species. Okay. This so... is kind of what happened with, you know, this is kind of the accepted theory now with Neanderthal. It's like they didn't actually <laughs> go, they didn't go extinct. They just assimilated into humanity. So, the cross-pollination method. Yeah, in a lot of ways, it's like we're we're the mutt of all of these different hominids. I think that's kind of the idea. I think that's pretty cool. I think it's cool, too. I think it makes a lot of sense. I mean, if you're going to 
be an evolutionary species, you're going to have to draw on a lot of different types of, and you know, humans are such specialized species, the way that we're able to think and, uh, and learn that it's probably comes from a little bit from a lot of different places. Yeah. But here's what I don't understand. Like they're classified as different species, but right. can different species reproduce together? Cause I'm just thinking like, okay, different dog breeds can, right. they can all get it on together right. and right. make puppies. But, um, there's one species. Still. Right. They're all dogs, right? Mm -hmm. These are different species of humans, but they can still bone. I see. I think that this is. Uh, I think this is a dog, in, like dog scenario, not a horse mule scenario. Uh huh. I think that this is like dachshunds and uh, great danes getting it on. Why don't each? Why doesn't <laughs> each dog break get its own species then? I think it might. Really? Maybe. Maybe not. I there's, don't know. I think there's some. Uh, we have some bias. Why? Here. Like, well, we're we're giving every type of human its own species name and Homo <laughs> habilis, and Homo erectus, blah blah blah. But there's way more cooler different types of dogs out there, but they don't get their own distinction. Well, I don't know if this is a dog scenario or not, and frankly, there's no way we could ever figure that out whether dogs <laughs> are their own species. Uh, but I, I, do you know if a liger can? Can mate? I, I think a, I think a liger is, um, it, it's like a mule where it can't reproduce. Hmm. Okay. That's so weird too. Right. Like the whole mule thing. Yeah, I think it's really weird. I think it's weird that it's like that we still have mules. <laughs> like you go to the Grand Canyon and they have like fifty-five mules. It's like. Where did all? The, where are the mule farms? It's like have you gotta have the horses over here and the donkeys over here, <laughs> and then what's the strategy there? How do you do that? Is it a? Do you have the? Is the horse the female? But I don't think so because the donkey's not going to be that tall. But on the other hand, a male horse would crush a female donkey. I don't get how it goes. I don't know. These are all good questions, Eric. Okay. We should, we need to call up a. Uh... A mule breeder. We need to call up a mule breeder and figure this. If any, if any of our new listeners from the Bald Move Network <laughs> are mule breeders, send us an email: personalarrogance at gmail .com. Yeah, go for it. Um, <laughs> so a fertility. Okay, I'm looking up here. I'm looking up the liger fertility, mm -hmm. and the reason why a liger, uh, a male lion, and a female tiger create a liger. Apparently, why does it have to be that way? Well, I think it has to do with the barbed penis. Oh. Do you know about the barbed penis? I do know about that. Yeah, so male tigers have a barbed penis. And I don't think a female lion's gonna be putting up with the barbed penis. <laughs> because like the uh you know, uh the, the male the the tiger mating ritual, this is really getting interesting. The ma the, the tiger mating ritual is that like the male tiger mounts the female tiger, sticks her with the barbed penis, she throws him off, and then they repeat that process until uh, conception happens, but wow! I don't think that's, that I think doesn't sound fun at all. No, not at all. No <laughs> wonder there are very many of them. Yeah. Uh, what is the evolutionary advan advantage of that? I don't. Well, if you think about it, you can't. Tigers are very. I think they're very territorial species. So really, you wouldn't want to overpopulate a place with tigers. I think that's kind of it, but unfortunately, tigers have a beautiful pelt that likes to be hunted. 
So yeah. it's a double-edged sword. They haven't evolved it, that much yet. I guess some of the big cats, uh, I'm thinking it might be jaguars. Like, they just will not reproduce in captivity. Yeah, that's rough. And I guess, like, their mating ritual uh, includes, like, basically chasing each other for, like, 50 <laughs> miles or something. <laughs> Very similar to humans. <laughs> yeah, but it's like this big elaborate like mating ritual, and it, they won't do it if they're in captivity. Well, that makes sense. Uh, so, so I'm guessing a female tiger, a female lion, she's gonna like maybe have the bar penis once and be like, "I'm done. Let's let's move on here." Uh, so it's got to be a male lion and a female tiger. <laughs> female tiger's probably like this is way better than the than the male tiger, lion man. Uh, I'm just speculating here. Uh, so <laughs> no, I think this is good science. <laughs> good science. Fertility. So the fertility of a hybrid big cat females is well documented across a number of different hybrids. Uh, and if one sex is absent, rare, or sterile, it is the heterogenic sex. So uh, let's see here. The female cub, though of delicate health, was raised to adulthood. It's not saying anything about this. I want to know whether or not ligers can reproduce. <laughs> I I don't think they can. Okay. It's just so weird because like the way like the evolutionary tree branches out, there's like a certain point where you're s- still close enough that you can conceive. Right. Um like a hybrid, but you're too far apart that that hybrid won't be able to ha- conceive after that. I know, it's really strange. It's, uh, it's it's interesting, like where different species of humans may have fallen on that. Yeah, but I guess we all just—I mean, there's so much boning going on that it say? became kind of entangled. I guess it got entangled. I mean, like a wolf can mate with a with a dog, and then that dog can have dogs. Yeah, that's true. I guess the whole question is whether or not humans are mules. <laughs> and if not, yeah. uh, but apparently not, because they f- keep finding Neanderthal DNA in like everyone. Yeah. Well, either that, or, or we don't one one human reigned supreme and then destroyed all the others. Yeah, which was a popular theory for a long time. Yeah. Well, the world will never know. <laughs> There's no way of There's finding no out. Way of so finding stop out. digging around in the <laughs> desert. All right, well, my first topic is uh, something that I am extremely uh, intrigued by. And okay. I don't know if you've been hearing about this, but um, but uh, as you know, Jesse, I'm, I'm a pretty big sports fan. And one of my favorite things, you know, specifically I'm a big baseball fan, one of my favorite parts of the baseball season is the trade deadline because so many trades happen in baseball. And mm-hmm. there's always big name players switching teams. So like this year, Zach Granke went to the Angels, which I'm kind of mad about. Uh, so there's always there's always some big moves that happen at the deadline. Henry Ramirez going to the L.A. Dodgers. Well, there's a little bit of a trade of a different sort that is making the news, and that is that between Marvel Studios and 20th Century Fox, there's a there's a proposed trade that's going that's uh, that's in the works apparently. So, Marvel Studios uh, before they were a, a movie studio, before they were bought by Disney, 
they were giving out licenses to different movie studios. So Sony got Spider-Man, 20th Century Fox got X-Men, and uh, and you know, for those of you who are wondering, like, why the hell did Sony make another Ghost Rider movie? Well, it's because they have this property, and they only have a certain amount of time to make another movie with that property in it, or else those rights revert back to Marvel and Disney. So if you don't use it, you lose it. Exactly, it's a use it or lose it contract. <laughs> and uh, and you know. That once those go back to Marvel Studios, they're never going to get released again. So if so, that's why they did a Spider-Man reboot so quickly after after the Sam Raimi Spider-Mans, and that's why they did that Ghost Rider reboot because they're like, we just want to hold on to this property. Well, 20th Century Fox, they really want to make another Daredevil movie. They want to reboot the Daredevil franchise um, after those amazing films starring uh, Ben Affleck and and. Uh, and oh, and also the Electra film. Um, mm-hmm. So they apparently they really want to hold on to this property, but they have to make this. They have to start making this movie by October 10th, or else those rights revert back to Marvel, and they don't want that to happen. So there's the, there's been talk of a trade that's in the works, and uh, basically uh, Fox would be giving up the Fantastic Four franchise back to Marvel if they can keep on hold on to those rights for Daredevil. That seems really weird. Well, it makes it makes a little bit of sense because the Fantastic Four universe includes the Silver Surfer, Doctor Doom, and Galactus. And, uh, and Galactus specifically, along with Silver Surfer, could play really well into this interstellar Marvel universe that they're building with like Guardians of the Galaxy and, that, and those sort of films. Uh, yeah. And also the new Avengers and Thor and all that, really get, expanding that Marvel universe out into outer space. Uh, it'd be great to have Galactus and Silver Surfer as a part of that. Yeah, I agree. It just seems weird that they'd want to give up the franchise with the better options. It seems like Fantastic Four is a better franchise to own than Daredevil. Well, I think Fantastic Four is a little tainted. I think that the the two movies that were made were pretty terrible. Uh, Galactus was a cloud in the second one. He wasn't even a person. He was just like a, an angry cloud. Uh, and I think that you know Marvel or uh, Fox has seen the success uh, that has gone on with the you know the Batman franchise, and that's a little more grounded, a little more serious. And Daredevil is a little more grounded and serious, I think, than the Fantastic that's Four. That's true. That is a good point. So if they want to move forward with something along those lines, I think that that's. That's kind of a good idea, but this got me really thinking, and like I love to think about trades, and uh, you know, especially in baseball. But I love the idea of trading superheroes; it just makes me really <laughs> excited. So uh, I was taking a look, and uh, you know, this this Fantastic Four trade it seems pretty good. I don't know what uh, Marvel would do with a, with a Daredevil character. Really, they need villains because. With all of the movies coming up, they have all their heroes kind of planted in place for the next three years. So even if they got the rights to Daredevil, they probably wouldn't make a Daredevil movie till like 2015, 2016. Yeah. So, um, so they could really do well with with having you know Silver Surfer and with uh and with Galactus and even Doctor Doom and and trying to instill those to and get more villains. I think that that would be kind of a kind of an exciting thing. 
But uh, I went ahead and I went ahead and did some research, and I'm taking a look at what actual characters, uh, what actual characters that each of the studios own. So 20th Century Fox they own all the properties for Daredevil, Elektra, and X Men, and obviously X Men is is pretty big deal. Um, mm-hmm. They're making another Wolverine movie right now, uh, so that's probably not going to get touched. Um, and then Sony Pictures, uh, they own Ghost Rider and Spider Man, who I've talked about, who I talked about before. And the Marvel Studios owns everything else. So 20th Century Fox really wants to hold on to this, but I think they can maybe sweeten the package a little bit because they have some other minor properties that they haven't really utilized very well, but could do great in the actual Marvel universe. Mm-hmm. And I think that the the uh, the player that I would like to see moved is Deadpool. Yeah, Deadpool. Deadpool's so cool. He's such a fun, fun character. But, yeah. I mean, they were kind of building up to him at the end of Wolverine Origin. Yeah, but everybody's like, what the hell? When the, I know. <laughs> when the door went up. right? I, I do like the idea of Ryan Reynolds without a mouth, but... Um... <laughs> <laughs> but in general, I thought that was a little crazy. Uh, it was crazy and weird, but I mean, maybe that's if they're going to continue with the Wolverine thing. Yeah, I think it. I think it has a lot to do with how the new Wolverine movie does. But uh, you know, I, there was talk of a Deadpool movie for a while, and I think that do- talk kind of died after the Green Lantern came out, and they were like, "Well, maybe Ryan Reynolds isn't a marketable superhero character," <laughs> even though he wasn't the worst part of that movie, but he was pretty weird uh yeah um i i think deadpool would be cool almost to make like a sort of a villain like not a not a total villain but kind of like not helping out the heroes yeah cat and has his own agenda maybe like a cat woman or uh or that sort of thing somebody who can have their han solo moment where they like leave for selfish reasons but then they get to the door and then they come back and they save the day yeah, either that or like actively working against them for a different reason than yeah. what the big evil supervillain is doing. Yeah, absolutely. Something uh, like that. So I think Deadpool would be a cool package, but if you're going to trade Deadpool, uh, I wouldn't trade Deadpool for Daredevil. I don't think that's a good idea. I I, I don't think those those players are on the same level. What do you think? Um. I don't know. I mean, maybe I, I wonder who has the rights. I guess Marvel uh Disney has the rights to cable. Yes, that's true. And Deadpool and Cable are classic teamed up. Yeah, classic so. buddies. And and that's the other thing is uh is um there were some other players in in the game. New Line Cinema, they owned Blade. They used to own Blade, but Blade rolled back up into Marvel. And then Lionsgate used to own the Punisher, and the Punisher rolled back up into Marvel. So you could have an awesome Deadpool Cable Punisher movie. A little bit of a team up, maybe. I like that. Yeah, and those those characters would kind of antagonize each other. Right. They need like the anti Avengers, where it's like people who are forced to work together, but really hate each <laughs> really other and never come other. around together as a team unit at all. Yeah. Really, kind of like the Suicide Squad. Kind of like any workplace I've ever <laughs> encountered. Yeah, I think that uh, like the movie industry, film industry, politicking is interesting. Did you hear about the uh, Red Dawn remake? Yeah, and how it that used to got be China. It was it got... filmed as, as China being the enemy, 
uh-huh. then they realized, oh shit, we have a giant uh, movie market now in China that we need to sell this film in. So they switched it to North Korea in post production. Was it that? I had yeah. that they were bought at, like their parent company was bought by a Chinese company. Oh, that might have been it too. So that 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 company was like, no, 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 no. Right. So <laughs> we're so changing this. They post they post converted it all to North Korea, which I think is hilarious. And that movie's been on the shelf for like two years now. Yeah. And uh, it stars Chris Hemsworth, who's never been bigger after you know the Avengers. So. I'm sure that'll come out, but I think it's also hilarious that like all these movies where Chris Hemsworth is playing a high schooler are coming out because like he's <laughs> Thor, so he is like a he's a Norse god, and yet like Cabin in the Woods comes out and he's wearing a Letterman's jacket. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's kind of crazy. He's the Norse god of the football field. Exactly, he's the Norse quarterback. Uh, yeah, he's the Norse god of um of lunch, the lunch hour. Yeah, yeah. He he rolls with an iron fist. Yeah. See, I th- I just think uh, I think that they need to be a little more creative with this deal. I think that Daredevil for Fantastic Four villains, that's not exciting. I want to see Daredevil uh, for Fantastic Four vi- villains plus Deadpool, maybe traded for I don't know a crossover film. <laughs> like- <laughs> <laughs> it's so confusing. I get really excited about this kind of stuff. How much is Marvel kicking themselves for issuing out these licenses earlier? <laughs> I don't think they're really caring too much after making the third highest grossing movie of all time with the Avengers. That's true. Like, I heard oh, Joss Whedon's that. officially on board for Avengers 2. Well, that makes sense. Yeah, it um, does make sense. The other idea, though, is that you know if Daredevil if Daredevil does get reverted back to Marvel, which it looks like it might, it doesn't really look like this deal will happen. Um, that Marvel has had this television show in the works, and that Daredevil could be a great uh, television series, which I think I think that would probably work. Yeah, it does make sense that I think the whole superhero genre would be work very well as on TV. I yeah. mean, they're serialized to begin with. Right. Comic books are <laughs> I mean, they're small. Yeah, we'll take a look at Walking Dead. Yeah, that's a, that's a great point. Yeah. Yeah, if they just took like an actual series, like I would have loved to have seen The Watchmen instead of trying to cram that whole story into a 3-hour movie to uh to turn the Watchmen into like an HBO series or something. Yeah, that's that's a little bit different though because the Watchmen is kind of one contained story. Yeah, but it's, it's in in a larger. I mean, it's not like I don't know. It's not like so- something that's ongoing like the Amazing X-Men that comes out, mm-hmm. you know, once a week with a new issue that's 20 pages, you know. The, right. The Watchmen was kind of more of a bigger contained story. Yeah, and also as special effects get cheaper, I think that you will probably see more superheroes on TV. I know that there's an incredible Hulk series that's being developed right now by Guillermo del Toro. So uh, he's, he's he's attached to everything, <laughs> and yeah, I feel like he never actually comes out with anything. Yeah, that's that's Guillermo. I feel like since we started doing this podcast, he's <laughs> come up probably a baker's dozen times and yeah. nothing that his name is attached to actually ever gets developed it's true please don't look forward to pacific rim even though we talked about it a couple weeks ago <laughs> i know he's finished filming it but it's probably still not gonna come out <laughs> uh, guillermo guillermo he's like the mariners of directors he just gets your hopes up and then dashes them away yeah uh, how about that win streak yeah don't get me started. 
<laughs> but I just also want to put out there, I want to see Gambit. I want to see Gambit in his own movie. I didn't like the Gambit that was in the Wolverine movie. I want to see a real Gambit. Gambit-Deadpool yeah. matchup. Let's do that. That's the weird thing, though, is because he's an X-Men. Yeah, but so. but they basically they basically rolled Deadpool into the X-Men. Yeah, Deadpool's kind of his own thing, though. Yeah. Anyway, if you have any uh, if you have any trade talk uh, suggestions, please email them to us at personalarrogance at gmail dot com, or you can always tweet them to us at personal podcast. So uh, with that, uh, I'd like to move on to our uh, our break. And as always, we'll be doing Trivial Pursuit, Genus 1 from 1982. Uh, please play along at home. Uh, we're going to be rolling a six-sided die to see which category we're going to do. And it's a six, Jesse, Sports and Leisure. All right. So Jesse and I are each going to get a chance to answer uh, answer a question. Uh, we're each going to get two chances to answer a question first, and we're going to get a chance to steal the question from the other person. A total of four questions. If there's a tie after four questions, we're going to go to a geography tiebreaker. So, here we go. Jesse, your first question. What is the lowest hand that beats ace high in straight poker? The lowest hand that beats ace high? Mm-hmm. The lowest hand that beats... Um, two pair or so, pair of twos. I mean, ah, damn it! Sorry, <laughs> I thought you had it. Uh, all right, uh, yeah, I think it, it's it's a pair of twos. I'll say, I'll say a pair of threes. <laughs> it's a pair of twos. You got it. Okay. So Sorry, that was an easy question, and just for whatever reason, the <laughs> wording. All right. Uh, my question is: What does Emily Post say you do to your donut before? Dunking it. What does Emily Post say you do to your donut before dunking it? I'm going to say put it in a napkin? <laughs> I have no I'm, idea. I'm going to say uh, you break it in half. Okay. Break it in half, Jesse. For the steal. You're up two. Okay, here we go. Uh, I mean, it's just good logic. How are you going to get the <laughs> donut? <laughs> See, I like, the to, cup. I like to do an at sea burial, apparently, in my donuts. <laughs> Just wrap them in a sheet, throw them in. Uh, okay, Jesse, uh, your question. What boxer's nickname was Gentleman Jim? Gentleman Jim. Um, Jim Hitchcock. I'm going to say James Brown. James Corbett. Was that the guy who was in that Russell Crowe movie? Was he I have to be no that idea. Guy? I don't remember. So Jesse, you won it, but here's your uh, here's your consolation. Uh, oh, I get to answer. I get to, I get to answer first. Though, what position do baseball Cy Young Award players side? What Young Award winners play, and that's pitcher. Um. Yeah. And it. Is, I agree. It is pitcher. So, Jesse, you win everything this week. Congratulations. Oh, thanks. It feels good. And for your good. for your victory, you get to speak now. So what's your second yeah. topic? Well, um, speaking of boxers, I'm bringing, uh, bringing the heat with my, my favorite topic these days, which yep. is, is it worse than a punch in the face? Is it worse than a punch in the face? 
where I will bring up scenarios for you. Yep. And then you get to decide whether or not uh, it's worse than getting punched in the face. All right. So uh, this is coming out of CBSNews.com. It might strike a chord with you. Um, okay. As you're going to be betrothed in the near future. Yes. And the headline is, Wedding Party Ditches Bride and Groom to Glimpse Romney. Huh? And basically, um, Mitt Romney's caravan went by. His, whatever you would call a bunch of cars. Cavalcade? Mm-hmm. I don't know. But, uh, I think it's a, and it's a caravan? I guess, what is that called? It's a motorcade. Motorcade. Yeah. I just realized... Wait, cavalcade must just be a bunch of horses, right? Like cavalry? Oh, my God. Mind blown. <laughs> okay. Well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, anyway, his motorcade uh-huh. um, drove by a wedding, and um, people recognized that it was Mitt Romney's, and just decided to leave the wedding for a chance to talk to him. And I guess they ran down the car, like, flagged it down, and I like, had a conversation with Secret Service, and eventually Mitt Romney came out and took photos. Wow, he took photos, huh? Is yeah. It, uh, where, 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 where was this? Uh, this was in New York, uh-huh. and um, I don't know if this changes your decision. It looks like it was a, a Jewish wedding. I don't know. Okay. I'm just adding that for flavor. Well, there's two types. I mean, the the the, Jew, the Jewish people are very uh, are very uh, divided in terms of political leaning. That's true. They're kind of all or nothing, right? Or by which I mean extreme on both sides. I know some very liberal Jewish people, and I know some very conservative Jewish people. So yeah, I, there's there's a man with a like a ZZ Top style beard. So I'm guessing they're pretty orthodox. Yes. Okay. Uh, I think that, uh, do, do you think that they knew it was Mitt Romney or they, they thought it was Obama and then they, <laughs> and then Romney like point. pops out and then they're like, well, I guess we should still take a picture with him. Well, in this one photo here, Mitt Romney's not in the photo. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the old man with the beard looks very happy and the younger man next to him, I don't know if that's the groom or not, I. Uh, he has kind of a disappointed look on his face. Ah. Well, I uh, so so. What are you asking me here? You asking me if this is worse than a punch in the face? Yeah, I mean, from your perspective as a as a impending groom. Yes. Would you rather have your bridal the the wedding party <laughs> ditch your wedding to go glimpse Mitt Romney, or would you rather be punched in the face? I'd rather be punched in the face. Okay. Absolutely. <laughs> Um, moving on. Oh, this is especially important considering uh-huh. um, our our acquisition by the Bald Move Network is uh-huh. that there's an Indiana swine flu case All right. out breaking out right now, and there's uh, 113. <laughs> oh man, just with Jake victims Con's already. Up. Just I know Jake it's Con the perfect storm. Oh man, this is like 2010 all over again. This is like Hacks 2010, <laughs> just waiting to happen. Yeah, it's going to be nasty. Bring your sanitizer with your Catan board. So, I know you have a little bit of experience with the swine flu. Yeah, I do. <laughs> and you probably don't want to get it again. So I don't think I Eric, can. I'm pretty sure I'm immune. Getting this, well, I don't know. It may mutate. Oh, that's I true. Mean, that's why you have to get your 
your different vaccine every year because <laughs> it mutates so rapidly. Uh, so, Eric, would you rather get punched in the face or would you rather get swine flu? Uh, punched in the face for sure. <laughs> punch in the like, face you're down for a max i mean if it's a hard punch you're out you're out for a day swine flu you're out for a week <laughs> yeah i don't uh i don't i don't like it it's bad <laughs> i don't for the record i don't like swine flu <laughs> <laughs> eric wow coming out on a controversial topic yeah. against swine flu we'll get <laughs> we'll get a lot of tweets about that so yeah. um this next one uh uh, old man, elderly gentleman. Uh-huh. Um, I'm not sure where from. He called 911. Yep. And uh, his emergency was that he was out of beer. Uh huh. And he was trying to get someone to drive him to the store to buy more beer. All right. And um, he ended up uh, being arrested and uh, released a $1,500 bond. Mm. And. Um, yeah, it looks like they really throw the book at him. And his defense is that he says he was trying to call his friend. <laughs> but he has called, Brooks has called 911 11 times in the past month. Many of the calls were hangups. His friend's number is 811. <laughs> yeah, 912. How old is this guy? He looks like it's probably like uh, 55, 60. See, back when he was a kid. Phone numbers were only three numbers. That's a good point. So all of his friends only have three number numbers. <laughs> yeah, they're they're grandfathered in to their three digit <laughs> literally phone numbers. literally grandfathered in. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, is calling nine one one to uh, go go for a beer run is that better or worse than getting punched in the face? Uh, is, are you, is calling nine one one or is being arrested and, and charged? Be- being arrested and charged. Uh, that's worse than getting punched in the face. Okay. I think. So you'll... Yeah, so I guess you'd take the punch in the face over all of these. I got one final one yep. that uh, I think might <laughs> test your uh, willingness to be punched in the face. Okay. Apparently, I'm very willing to be punched in the face. <laughs> yeah. So uh, basically, a... a um, I guess you'd call him a hacker, but I don't know. Okay. I, this guy um, was able to convince the Apple iCloud tech support people mm. that he was um, someone else who right. is a uh, – he works for Wired Magazine, okay. uh, Matt Honan. Yep. That they were – that he was this other guy uh-huh. and um, got his – internet passwords to his cloud service and like deleted everything remotely deleted wiped like his ipod his ipad and his macbook air huh and just like got in there and deleted everything through the cloud service cool yeah and he did it by just kind of fast talking the the people at apple's tech support you could say he jesse wilsoned his way in (laughs) yeah but i only use my powers of fast talk for good <laughs> um so, so yes. would you rather get punched in the face or would you rather have uh all of your computer your your uh files and everything deleted well see i don't understand this because everything you purchased is still uh the new, with the new itunes you can just re-download everything that you ever purchased yeah that's true but i think like on his macbook air his and i guess like his hard drive oh yeah 
All the stuff you wrote. He lost that. Well, yeah, I'd rather get punched in the face. <laughs> okay, well, four, four for four. four. <laughs> <laughs> I like to think that Steve Jobs is in is in the cloud. He's in the Apple cloud. <laughs> like, that's where he went. He's sitting on top of it with a harp. Yeah. He's in the cloud, and he is just listening to a lot of music and, and playing Angry Birds with real Angry Birds. Daddy, where do you go when you die? Well, if you're real good, <laughs> you'll join Steve Jobs on top of the cloud, handing people their downloads from yes. above. He's handing out people's... <laughs> if you if you go to the cloud, you get an iPhone 6. It's amazing. It's it's Steve Jobs in Surrey. <laughs> They're the only ones there. Every time... <laughs> every time you download an app... Uh-huh. Uh... An eye angel gets its wings. <laughs> oh, the eye angels. The eye angels. All That's right. almost as pretentious as they're calling their tech people at the high score <laughs> geniuses. I know. Oh, man. So, uh, so I'm going to move on to my second topic. My second topic this week, Jesse, it's another thing that I love. I almost love this as much as, much as trades. And... Uh, and that's naming things. So I came across an extremely exciting opportunity today online. Okay. And uh, and I'm just going to read this to you because... It already uh, sounds like a scam. <laughs> it's it's actually not. It's from it's from the Washington state government. Ooh. Okay. From the state... The biggest scammers of all. <laughs> <laughs> the great state of Washington. From Olympia. Uh, construction of new... Of two new Olympic class 144 car ferries is underway, <laughs> and the Washington State Transportation Committee invites people statewide to get involved by submitting name ideas for the boats. Uh, Washington State Ferries has 23 ferries in its fleet, and many have names reflecting the state's tribal heritage. The most recently named vessels in the Quadi Tabiel class are the Chetsamoka. Salish and the Kennewick, uh, and those are keeping with that tradition. So they've laid out some they've laid out some guidelines here. The commission okay. will follow these guidelines to assess ferry name proposals. Names should carry statewide significance, uh, you know, like Chetsamoka, and uh, represent our state's image and culture. Specifically, names should represent things such as state adopted symbols, tribal names, names of bodies of water, geographic locations, cities, counties. Or relate to nautical heritage. Uh, consideration will be given to the consistency with existing WSF fleet names. Names should have a broad familiarity, are non-offensive, and meet ethical standards. And names with the commercial overtones or names honoring or commemorating individuals should be avoided, but will be considered upon careful review. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I'm excited. First of all, yeah. Um, why? Why does every state call itself the great state? Or are there some states that are like, yeah, we're not so great? Well, I mean, Washington is in the great Northwest. And that's like is a that widely accepted term. The great Northwest? Yeah, the great Northwest. I think that's the first time I've heard that. It's a, Whenever I watch a game, whenever I watch a game that's uh, that's nationally broadcast, it, that's taking place in Seattle, like a Seahawks Monday Night Football game, they always say, come to you from the great Northwest. Huh. Well, that's yeah. interesting. Yeah. I'd just like to see some not so great states. <laughs> the the all right Idaho, yeah, it's an okay the, state. There we're doing the best we can with what we got in Nebraska. Well, I guess. 
Uh, I guess Oklahoma is the okay state. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, the okay state of Oklahoma. <laughs> anyway, uh, um, I do love the opportunity to name. Yes. And uh, we can throw out some suggestions later. But I do also know a little bit of history about the naming of Washington State Ferries. Uh-huh. And I know that um, I think in the ferries have been around for a long time. I think in like the 70s or something, they commissioned two and gave them uh, different names that were, I mean, they've all been named after Native Americans except for like these two. And okay. they were to try and like promote tourism. And uh-huh. um, I guess there's like a public outcry and they ended up changing the names of them. What What was it? What, do you know what the names were? Uh, I don't know. It was something, it was something silly like Voyage or something <laughs> like that. I don't know. Well, I mean, there are some great. For, I mean, there's there's the Spokane, there's the Wenatchee, there's yeah. the Puyallup, there's, there's the Walla kids, the Kidsap, there's the Self. I like the Self. Yeah, I like Salish. I think a Salish oh, would Salish be. would be awesome. Salish yeah. works because technically they're in the Salish Sea. Yeah, exactly. See, I wanted to go with the whole Native American theme, and and uh, I I really want to get to behind this. Now they have. Uh, I, before I reveal the name, uh, it says proposals must establish how the name conforms to the commission's guidelines, provide background information on the proposed name, and demonstrate widespread public support commonly done via local media sources, letters of support from local regional state bodies and officials, or local petitions. So basically, we got to get a petition together. But I yeah. want a, I want a fairy named the Sasquatch. <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah, I think that's hard to beat. The Sasquatch. Let's do it. Yeah. Sasquatch and Salish. The Sasquatch and the Salish. Now, there is one more that I really like. There is the, It's it's my favorite county name in Washington State. And, uh, you know, since they're, re- since they're releasing two of these ferries, this is uh, this is this goes along with the Sasquatch because this county has the highest rate of Sasquatch sightings of any county in the United States. Mm. And that is Skamania County. Skamania. Yeah. For all you for all you mighty mighty Boston's fans out there, <laughs> but Scamania, it's named after the Scamania Indian tribe. So I I would also really like the Scamania. There, I think we've got it. Yeah, the Sasquatch and the Scamania. Although I love the Salish too. The Salish is a, is beautiful. It's got a beautiful. You're word. listening to Sasquatch and Salish in the morning. <laughs> Doesn't sound like a radio show. I love it. Sasquatch and Salish. So I think I I think I might try to get a petition together for the Sasquatch. Yeah, I would love do it. it. You know, as an avid ferry rider, I feel like mm-hmm. I uh, I have a really uh, I have a strong voice in this. Yeah, I've I always wondered like how many hours I've logged on those ferries. I know because it's it's an, it's an hour to Bremerton. Yeah, so it's two hours if you do a round trip. Right. I mean, uh, and like I used to commute over that thing. Like how it's. I don't know, 2,000 hours maybe? Yeah. I just love it, especially in the summertime because you go and there's all the tourists. Yeah. And, like, for me, riding the ferry is just, like, it's nothing special. It's just, like, you just want to get it over with. Yeah, it can be a real – it can be a drudge when you hit, like, minute 40. Yeah. Minute 40 and you're like, we've got to be almost there, right? You're like, oh, (laughs) jeez. But, like, the tourists love it. Yeah. Yeah. Especially love the Bainbridge one. Yeah, the Bainbridge they one's did. the Bainbridge one's better. I guess like the Washington, uh, like or Seattle tourism is a- is like actively getting people to ride the Bainbridge Island ferry and like go go over to beautiful Bainbridge and eat a bagel or something. 
It's just so weird that it's part of like that's just how we get around. That's yeah. <laughs> that's the official tagline actually is Bainbridge Island, eat a bagel or something. <laughs> All right, Jesse. Well, uh, I think it's about time to wrap this puppy up. So what do you say we do some recommendations and call it a cast? Um, I agree. For our new right. listeners, we we each recommend two things for you to improve your life with. Mm-hmm. And um, it's just some cool stuff we're excited about. So for Word. my first recommendation, I've been listening to a podcast that I used to listen to, and I stopped and started listening to it again, and I like it more than originally. Okay. And that's the Joe Rogan podcast, or the Joe Rogan experience. Uh-huh. It's, it's super long, which <laughs> is good or bad, but it's just like so open the discussion and i think they they get baked before each episode so it's like stoner philosophy talk but he's actually like a really convincing speaker yeah i don't know it's fun it's stoners with uh with with mma experience (laughs) talking for three hours (laughs) so once again joe rogan experience check it out actually it seems like the most mellow cage fight ever (laughs) why are we even fighting man for them for these guys forget it i don't hate you but they want me to hate you that's screwed up man why do they want me to hate you so much it's just because they're mad they're mad about something and they want me to take it out on you that's not right oh man (laughs) well uh my first recommendation is going to be uh, an awesome event in the olympics and unfortunately it's already passed but I want people. I want this to be on people's radar because I'm trying to. Con- I'm trying to conjure up the perfect Olympic event. We talked a l- about it a little bit on last week's podcast, but I think that the perfect Olympic event is going to be a decathlon where half of the events are in the summer and half of the events are in the winter. I think we figured this out, right? Yeah. Okay. So curling is obviously on the winter side. That's definitely in. Oh yeah, that's so in. I like that's the idea. Like, that's like a team thing. Well, I like the idea of having a competitive team. So it's kind of like the Omegathon, where oh. sometimes you're playing on a team and sometimes you're playing for yourself. That's a but good you're point. always trying to win. So that's yeah. why I really like the idea of competitive bobsledding. <laughs> competitive four-person bobsledding. <laughs> oh, it'd be great. Uh, but uh, but the event that I'm talking about, I just saw it in the, in the Summer Games and I was very excited about it. It's called the Steeplechase. Have you ever seen this? I've never actually seen it. The Steeplechase is a 3,000-meter race, so it's nearly two miles. And uh, you do it on a regular track, um, but around the track, there's three hurdles that are not like hurdles that you see in like the 110-meter hurdles. These are hurdles that like horses jump over. Yeah. So if you hit a hurdle, you're you're going down. The hurdle is not moving. <laughs> so it's three of these things, and they're really tall. Plus, what's called a water jump. Yeah, there's is, water on the other side. Yeah, right? which is a, which is a hurdle with water on the other side. And the most interesting thing I found out about this event is that the Kenyans have won gold in every Olympics that they've competed in this event in. Wow. Yeah. Can you just dominate the steeplechase? They've won, I think, nine of it's the all- last 11 steeplechases. They've won gold. And the two that they didn't win, they were boycotting those Olympics. That's crazy. Yeah. I bet whoever, like the B team uh, <laughs> steeplechasers, must yeah. have been so happy that the Kenyans <laughs> were out. They're like, we can do it this year. Yeah, we can Lith- do it, guys. Lithuania was stoked. 
Yeah. Uh, basically, somebody was like, "Yo, let's all run on a horse course," and that's basically <laughs> what this what, what this turned into. <laughs> <laughs> it was like let's do cross country on the equestrian field, and then that turned into steeplechase. So I'm a big fan of steeplechase, and I'm including it in my uh, Olympic Omegathon. So uh, if so, uh, we already have the pentathlon plus, but instead of the, uh, I want to incorporate this into the combined event. So it's steeplechase plus target shooting. So wow. we have steeplechase, target shooting, equestrian, and I want the equestrian and the steeplechase to happen on the same a track, and then. <laughs> At the same time. Right. And then fencing. And I'm not a big fan of swimming, so let's throw archery in there. So those will be your five summer events. And then we got bobsleigh and and curling. So we need three more winter events to round this thing out. But but those will come in, 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 in the future. So stay tuned for those. But I think we're, we're quickly grooving the greatest Olympic events of all time. I would like to. Uh, I would like half pipe to be in there under winters snowboarding. I, I would like half pipe too, but I don't know if it should be snowboarding. I think maybe like a mixture of like luge and half pipe. <laughs> now you're just making up sports. <laughs> <laughs> just making up sports. How do you think sports are made? That's a good People point. Just I make do them like up. the luge half pipe. <laughs> that seems so dangerous. Is it front luge or back luge? No, it's luge. It's not skeleton. Oh, that's right. That's called skeleton. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I love it so much. Oh jeez. All right. So, what's your recommendation? <laughs> um. Anyway, my recommendation. I don't think that was a recommendation, by the way. But my recommendation. Steeplechase. Watch Steeplechase. Oh, okay. 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 <laughs> my recommendation is a show. Something. Uh, something else to watch, uh -huh. and you can you can get it for free on MTV.com. It's the third season of Bully Beatdown. Speaking of <laughs> MMA, I love this show so much. It's, it's if you're not aware, it's the premise is um, that that people who are the victims of bully go and uh, submit a tape, and then uh, the bully is challenged to fight by an MMA fighter. Yeah, uh, for ten thousand dollars. So right. uh, whoever wins the fight, there's there's two different rounds and there's it's not all or nothing ten thousand dollars, but right. um, it's it's just so much fun to see those bullies get beat up. It's just so addictive, dude. Like, do it's you remember the so show? Addictive. Do you remember the show Parental Control? Yeah, I used to watch a lot of that. I in college, I got sucked into I kid you not a two day marathon of Parental Control. <laughs> I don't know what I don't know how it happened. I do know how it happened, but I won't get into that. But Parental Control was a very addictive show, and I feel like Bully Beatdown became that addictive show. And that's yeah. one of the reasons why I'm glad I got rid of Cable, because I don't want to get sucked into one of those one of those marathon wormholes again. Yeah, but you should watch Bully Beatdown. There was one yeah. fight that was uh, me, Freddie Alvarez. Uh-huh. And um, during the kickboxing part, he just like kicked the bullies like the back of his leg, like hit it like really hard, like three times, and the guy just like crumbled and couldn't <laughs> use his leg. And then the fight was over. It was a technical KO because the guy couldn't stand up. But it was it wasn't like I don't think he threw a single punch. He just like destroyed this guy's leg. Yeah. I did it see the one good. there was one where the bully was holding his own and then the guy like was like, well, screw this, and he just like jump kicked him in the face and knocked yeah, him out. Yeah, he kicked him right in the head and KO'd him. And then, uh, and then he that was a uh, that was against the rules. Yeah. So how that ended was they awarded the bully <laughs> the five thousand dollars, right? 
because it was against the rules, right. but like this is all done in the ring, like right. after the fight, and he's like no, you guys, I lost fair and square. You guys earned this money. You deserve it. And gave the $5,000 to the victim because that's what happens if the if the <laughs> MMA fighter wins. The money goes to the victim. Right. But the guy had just gotten the sense knocked out of right. him. He was kicked in the head. He was punch <laughs> drunk. Like, he might not have made that decision if he hadn't just got kicked. Knocked out. I love that you have like a, a very strong knowledge of every episode of Bully Beatdown. Well, I did think that was probably the best moment in Bully Beatdown history was when that kid got kicked in the head and kicked knocked out. Coming soon, the Bully Beat podcast. <laughs> uh, oh man, if I could interview Jason Mayhem Miller, it would just make my life. So my segmentation this week is uh, is going to be a very quick one, but as everybody knows, and as I'm sure you're excited about, Jesse is a Seahawks fan. Terrell Owens is now a member of the Seattle Seahawks. Yeah, that's crazy. That shit cray, and uh, he's going to be I wearing. Just, I like our existing receivers. I like, like our Golden existing... Tate and Tate I, and Rice. Yeah, I like... hate Golden. I hate Golden Tate. Sidney Rice is good. I really like. Uh, uh, that other the the rookie dude who was there last year. I can't remember his name. Baldwin. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I just feel like we got some good receivers already. We do, but I think it's I think it's great that To get your popcorn ready. Owens is going to be a member of the Seattle Seahawks, and uh, and as a as a as a tribute to that, I think that CenturyLink Field should sell the. Uh, this is my recommendation for CenturyLink. They should sell the uh, the To Beast combo, which will be popcorn with Skittles in it, to uh, commemorate both Terrell Owens and, of course, Marshawn Lynch, our awesome running back. Yeah, who might not even be starting the season because he got a Dewey. Well, you know, you got to get a Dewey every once in a while. You got to get a Huey Dewey and a Lewis. Yeah, well, and, and then the commission comes down on you, and, the and there goes the beginning of the season. Yep. Thanks. <laughs> well. I'm just ex- I think I think it's fun. I mean, he may not even make it a training camp, but I'm I'm excited to see what To could do. Plus, he's going to be wearing number ten for the first time in his career. Hmm. So uh, I think it's great. I'm waiting for him to like use some met- use some athletic tape and put a T across the one, and so it says To on his jersey. <laughs> you get fined for that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it'd be good. Yeah. Well, all right. Well, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we'd like to thank you for listening to us, uh, spending another hour with us here on the Personal Arrogance Podcast. Once again, you can find us on our on our Gmail uh, at personalarrogance at gmail.com. You can tweet at us at Personal Podcast. You can find all of our social media by going to personalarrogance.com and looking in the upper right-hand corner. Of course, please go to baldmove.com and check out the Bald Move Facebook page uh, for all of your TV a podcast needs we're in the thick of the breaking bad season right now and you don't want to miss an episode of the breaking good podcast supplementing all of your breaking bad fixes so uh with that uh we'd like to thank you for spending another hour with us and we'd like to remind you that wherever you go and whatever you do please stay stay arrogant, arrogant.